It's the first night of the draft. The Fiend makes his SmackDown match debut. And the New Day get broken up in this week's review of WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Okay, so joining me is Blake Tanner because I made him. I made Blake join me. Because I knew sm- I knew this was either going to be a really fucking good episode or terrible. And either way, I wanted someone to join me on this journey. And you know what? You were right on both accounts. Well, we will get into that when we get into the show. It opens with a lot of bullshit that I honestly didn't pay that much attention to. But then out comes Stephanie McMahon, dressed in denim, looking like a star. Yeah, she is presiding over the draft, as always, because she has once again outlasted her brother. Now, how do you feel about the concept, this, the USA officials and Fox officials are the ones doing this? I, I loved it the first year because there was the big cool robot we got to look at. Yeah, I kind of miss that they didn't make as big of a deal of it this year than they have in the past. Because I think that's kind of what made it interesting. Now it really was just Steph coming out and saying the things. Yeah. Well, uh, the draft, uh, Raw gets three, SmackDown gets two, because three-hour show versus two-hour. In this one, Raw gets Drew McIntyre, Asuka, and the Hurt Business, so they didn't really negotiate for anybody new. Meanwhile, SmackDown has Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, which SmackDown won the first round of the draft easily. Absolutely, because you know what? At this point, fuck yes, Seth gets away from the Mysterio family. He gets to do his well, own things. It's on. gonna be great. Hold right? on, don't get ahead of me now. Uh, we get a promo from Seth, and I, at this moment in the night, I am more excited about it than I should have been. Uh, I'm ready for Seth to be actually written well, which makes me very excited to see happen. And honestly, it was a good promo, because it made me happy that Seth was going to be able to do his own thing. Yeah. Uh, so now we get the Falls Count Anywhere match. Big E versus Sheamus is just big men slapping me. Slapping me. They quickly, they very quickly were like, yeah, this is Falls Count Anywhere. We're going to fight fucking everywhere. Yeah, because you got uh, everything that you love about a Falls Count Anywhere match because it means you get to go backstage. Which is the thing that I think every Falls Count Anywhere match should employ. If you're not going backstage, you're going somewhere crazy. Well, the thing with this match is it suffered from a lot of WWE overbooking. Like, I'm gonna wrap Big E up in the ropes, but then Big E's gonna duct tape my fucking feet together. But then Sheamus is gonna crack a bunch of eggs and flour onto my head. Which, hold on. It was 8 p.m. when they were doing that. What was Craft Services thinking, just having a bunch of open eggs and flour? Were they going to do a pancake breakfast afterwards? Yeah, and the way I describe this match is, Blake Tanner, you were once in a play called Our Town, which is famously not a play many people like. 
It is a, it is a, it is a, it is a Garbo story, but you did everything, you did everything you could with it and made something beautiful. That's what Biggie and Seamus did with this. They looked at what they were given and said, well, we'll do what we can. And they did make it beautiful. The story of our town is not Garbo, I will say. It is just the presentation, because everybody makes it shitty. Um, but we didn't. And you know what? Biggie and Seamus did not make this shitty, because they turned this into everything that you love about a False Count Anywhere match. Because a False Count Anywhere match, Scotty, it's the same as any other type of match. Extreme Rules, same. You can go wherever the fuck you want. You want to powerbomb someone into a car, you do it. And they did. Which I like, because that was... It was ending it where it began. It was very cool for them to go to the back. Uh, Seamus hit the white noise onto the car and think like, oh, that took him out for weeks. Last time I did that. So obviously now it's time to actually finish him with it. And then it didn't finish him. No, it was before this. Seamus got a fucking crowbar and what? (laughs) What? He just whapped him with that crowbar. I will say also beforehand, when Biggie um, dismantled two brooms on Seamus's body, was one of my favorite moments that I've seen in wrestling in a while. Oh yeah, breaking two brooms over an Irishman and Seamus. Let it be said, Seamus had some great trash talk during this, including taking Biggie, throwing him into the car, and trying to close the door on him and going. Biggie, you gotta get in the car! I can't close the can't door! Close. I can't close the car door! You got to get out loud! It was so yeah. good. Uh, and you got to see a fair amount of blood in that match, too. Just not in the normal places you see it in a wrestling match. Well, I mean, yeah, Biggie's back was ripped up because of that uh, white noise spot. Um, then Seamus broke kicks a car door because Vince has a hard-on for kicking doors at this point. Uh, Did, was it the door or was it the uh, the trunk that he broke kicked off? It, it was the trunk. It was the trunk. But really, is that not the door to the trunk? True. He was about to slam Biggie's arm in that trunk, which was the moment you were that a, Biggie you fucked were genuinely with. terrified. You were genuinely terrified until Biggie did the fucking DBZ power struggle with his foot against Seamus's power. That was really good. Uh, so um, that happened, then Big E powerbombs Seamus, and the window was supposed to break, but it didn't. So Seamus just had him a little fun slip and slide until he got powerbombed again. Big ending off the top of the car, through two tables, pinfall, it fucking ripped. This was the best opener to smack any wrestling show in a very long time. It also, it is 50-50 for my match of the night. And I think you know the other one. Yeah. So. But yeah, great. It made Biggie a single star. It established him finally as a single star. And then when we come back from commercial, we get a Biggie promo. And the new day's back, baby. Kofi just kind of pimped up to him like, hey, man, let me get some of that. Just kidding, baby. And then they were he was dressed as a security guard. Yeah. And then moment of the night. 
Xavier fucking Woods is back from a month, months long Achilles injury. The boy is back and I couldn't be happier. And uh, later it's announced that they got their tag team. Re- like, I know some people are going to be like, why did the New Day just get a random title shot? They did not. They never got their title rematch from Extreme Rules. So that's why they got it. Also, uh, we pointed this out. All the New Day had Nickelodeon-inspired gear tonight. It was fucking rad. It was so good. In fact, the back of Biggie's uh, entrance vest said all that. So now we get a promo with Jay Uso, who's basically like Roman. What is the what's the stakes of our match? What are the what's the stipulation of this Hell in a Cell match? Which I knew that they were talking about increased consequences increased stakes no one said anything about there being some new weird stipulation yeah this kind of hit in a weird place because as you pointed out it is already hell in a cell but like what more well well, we hold on we'll get into it because first paul Heyman interrupts and paul Heyman's basically like I know Roman's your family, but he will murder you. Like, I know he's trying to be nice, but you will die. You're going to die. Uh, we get it a- did get into Paul Heyman ASMR territory <laughs> real quick. Uh, the, we then got a recap of the beatdown at Clash of Champions. We come back and Roman is just pimped back wearing a polo shirt. With two naked baby statues behind him, and fuck, Roman Reigns is the best. Roman Reigns fucking rules, and no one can tell me otherwise. He killed that promo, because it was it was vicious, and it was also natural, which is something that babyface Roman Reigns could never do. Yeah, so he reveals that it's not just going to be a Hell in a Cell, it's going to be an I Quit match inside Hell in a Cell, which you and I both were like, Okay, that's a cool thing. But you, you did. It's cool. I will give uh, you props. You, you brought up why this is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Because this is, um, as you mentioned on our last episode of Fight Boys, Jay never said that Rowan was the tribal chief. He never gave in to that. That was what Roman wanted before he beated him. Er, he beated him. Um, that was I what Roman wanted before he beat him. So I'm the champion. <laughs> I'm ahead of the fucking table. So it makes it makes sense that Roman wants this at least because that is if Jay says that he quits, then that is his acknowledgement that Roman is the head of the table in the yard that he owns. Yeah, and then he did say, "If you do quit, there will be consequences." So who knows what that is? Uh, then we come <laughs> you back. You will be from- dismissed from the family. <laughs> then we come uh, back from. You're you're fucking probably right. He's like, you are no longer Samoan because of this. You're now, you're now tan. <laughs> he forces Jay to get all of his tribal tattoos removed, is the stipulation. Um, up next, we get our second round of draft picks. Raw gets AJ Styles, Naomi, and the tag team of Jackson Baszler. SmackDown gets Sasha and Bianca Belair. Neutral. This was kind of just like, Here's what's happening. <laughs> this might as well happen. 50-50. And honestly, getting the Women's Tag Team Championship, as you pointed out, doesn't really matter. 
Because they defend it anywhere. Yeah, it does not fucking matter. Yeah, draft them to NXT UK. It doesn't matter. They can go where they want, and you can't stop them. Because look at them. This also brings up a question we have to ask later, because it's like, if you get a brand-specific champion, what happens? Yes. Also... They said one of the rules was you can draft a tag team or you can choose to split them up. And I am going to skip ahead a little bit. Why draft Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who are a confirmed tag team, big muscle friends or sexy muscle friends? Like, they're a tag team. You're wasting a pick there. You're wasting a pick, USA. You really did. Like, you should have drafted them as a tag team, and that's how you should have branded them. Yeah. Because we all know that's what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So we get a promo from AJ who's like, I should have been the first pick of, of SmackDown, and you let me slip out of your fingers. Never have I across the entire flat earth seen such, such ignorance. And I'll be honest. B both of us were more fixated on a picture he had in the back of like him orton wyatt it looked like moxley was in there it was just a weird picture i was also real interested in his gaming chair because i wanted to know what brand it was because it looks exactly like the same one that both of us have yeah i'm not looking it up picture of aj bray randy who was there was a fourth man involved that we could figure out couldn't we um shane shane that's right yeah um i will also say in all of that we do know that smackdown is the house that aj styles built do you think they're trying to build this up to aj making smackdown great again well no because he's not on smackdown he's on raw well that's the thing we got a whole year <laughs> oops um blake i have found the picture and I need you... Okay, there are two individuals pictured. One of them is Moxley. So we have Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, Shane McMahon, Dean Ambrose. Would you like to guess the sixth man in this photo? Because I guarantee you won't. Absolutely not, unless it's John Morrison. It is not John Morrison. Okay, this person was heavily involved in a feud between Ambrose and AJ. Does that help? Is it John Cena? Nope. Who is it? It is James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. God damn it. <laughs> Meaning that fucking AJ Styles has a framed picture of James Ellsworth. That's so AJ. Good. That's so Honestly. Good. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Okay. Okay, so we go to the ring. Miz and Morrison are coming out for a tag match. And Jeff comes out. And at first I was like, oh, is he facing one of them? Well, they're both in gear, so it's a tag match. Who's he? You know what? Based on the bullshit they've been on, they're probably teaming him with Riddle. Bro. And then Matt Riddle. No, literally like two seconds after I said it. He teams with Matt Riddle tonight. Fuck. That was the one moment that I'm like, ah, I, I hate to acknowledge how good you are at predicting WWE booking, because you're so right. Well, uh, apparently, Riddle had tweeted to uh, Jeff, hey, I met you, it'd be amazing if we teamed together, 
And then they basically built up a small, dumb little thing where hey, where it's the childhood dream of Jim Moore. Jim, John, nope. Of Jim, of Jim, Matt, fuck, of this, uh, of this abuser to team with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, there you go. So, um, and of course, my favorite thing is we got to see 30 seconds of the match where the baby faces, quote unquote, um, were dominant. And, did, and then we came back to... Well, hold on. A bunch of fan service. It was just Matt getting to do spots with Jeff. And then, of course, as I talked about during NXT, there's only one way heels can take over, good friend. And it is during a commercial break. So the heels took over. Um, I actually wrote down, we blatantly ignored this match because fuck. We were talking about something else during this match. I think we were talking about a uh, another problematic individual, but we'll save that one for the next week's fight, boys. Uh, yeah, this was a match that happened, that babyfaces got the win, and then... God! Fuck. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing... But I love that uh, if, if you Reddit has uh, the full like recap of this because fuck man this match happened if you took out this match slash segment this would have been a perfect episode of SmackDown like it, it this was a it, it was just like oh there's something wrong there in the middle but the rest of it's very good um fucking Lars Sullivan the horrible human being is back. Uh, he he's been off longer than Ember Moon. He's been off for because he, he had an injury to something and was off for six months. And then they were like, probably shouldn't bring him back. And I guess all of us in the IWC as a collective were like, maybe they forgot he exists. Maybe they just forgot about him. But no, they- I mean it is par for the course for WWE to forget about wrestlers. But no. I think you said what sixteen months he's been off. Yep, sixteen months. I th- I this was there. Let's try to find some time to cool him off. Maybe they'll forget. No, <laughs> we did not forget. We will not forget what he did. Absolutely not. Like we, why? Oh, why? Also, what's he gonna do now? Like, what are you trying to build him for? A feud from- with AJ, or a feud with Riddle, or a feud with Jeff? One of the two is what's happening. Uh, I hope he gets drafted to Raw, so that way I can just kind of take Mondays off now. Because if that show ends up super garbo, I am gonna just stop. I'm just gonna be like, no, no more. Ra- I'll review Dark on Mondays. I don't give a shit. I will do that. And I, I did point this out. I would chill with you. To review Dark, because yeah. I want to watch Dark, I just don't have any incentive and forget that it happened. Well, uh, we did discuss the fact that the heels were the least problematic people in this segment, which is always a good thing, WWE. Good work. Uh, we come back, we now have round three of the draft, and I thought this was the most angry the draft was going to make me. Uh, but we got uh, Ricochet to Raw, Mandy Rose to Raw, and Miz and Morrison to Raw, which means if they get that briefcase, buddy, fucking it's time. It's time for Morrison Champ. Morrison Champ, baby. Um, but then also, SmackDown got Jey Uso. And the fucking Mysterio family. Why? The Mysterio fucking... Why are you continuing this storyline? Seth could have been so good 
I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and then they, they're they the heels now. They are the heels in this situation. Because Seth, earlier in the night, was just like, I'm done with it. I wash my hands. I never have to see their faces again. I'm so happy. And then the Mysterio family cut a promo that was basically, this is still happening, saying he, he thinks he's done with the past, but the past isn't done with him. Fuck, let it go. 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 Stop with this stupid feud. Um, it was really terrible because half of me expected it and I didn't want it to happen because once again, you have Seth on SmackDown where Roman is also on SmackDown and you could have created something great there. Because I mean, hold on, hold on. They, they still can't. They still can. Let's be honest here. They still can, but there is some bullshittery. True. Because, like, you've only got two former S.H.I.E.L.D. members left. And if you put them against each other at any time, it'll be good. But why do you have to continue this feud that has gone on for the extent of the pandemic at this point? Yeah. Fuck. How long has it been going on? Hold on. I'm about to look this shit up. Because I know he was feuding with, with good old Big Kev at WrestleMania. Let's see. Money money in the bank. Was it money? In, please don't tell me it was. Wait. What the fuck? Oh, wait. Seth. I forgot Seth challenged for the title this year. Seth oh, challenged yeah, for the fucking title. What was after Money in the Bank? I forgot about that. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember, man. Um, hold on. Let me see if uh, Wikipedia tells me. Oh, wait. Backlash. Was it Backlash? Uh, Seth wasn't even on Backlash. Backlash. No, he was not. So, um, yeah, no. It, it was, was it Extreme Rules? It was Extreme yeah. Rules. Yeah, wow. So it's but just that is the one where he did gouge out Ray's eye. Yeah, that happened. Uh, so now we get Sasha Banks versus Bailey match that shouldn't have made me mad, but it did. Also, you did point out the Eldritch Skittles logo that comes up during the Hell in a Cell promo. Uh, honestly, yeah, this match, which is really good, I, I was like, "There's a good reason for them both to win." It's Eddie's birthday, so let Sasha get it on Eddie's birthday, or Bailey's about to reach a year, so let her do that. Uh, and Sasha's just vicious, and then they end it by DQ before even five minutes have passed, and I'm like, "Fucking why?" I hate this. I, I hate it because now any other future match is tainted. I like, I want that first time feel, and you've taken the first time feel away from me. Right, because they started an actual match, and they were actually fighting, and it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, the match that they put on, because I bet that they knew this was the ending, and I hate that for them, but also, you could have just ended it before it started. Yeah. Um, and also, this was, at this point, there are two championship matches on this card, one of them's gonna be something, right? No? Oh, shit. So, oh. Uh, then we get a recap of the Kevin Owens-Bray Wyatt pseudo-feud, and my th- I, what I pointed out to you during this is the fact that Alexa Bliss, much like Heath Ledger becoming the Joker, has become unrecognizable. Like, you can still, like, looking at her, you're like, that's Alexa Bliss, but something has changed 
that has completely morphed her as a human being. It's like, that's Alexa Bliss, but something's wrong. Well, there is a lot in her cadence that, um... Oh, I just mean, like, face. At home. Like, like, her face as well. Yeah. For me, the face didn't do it as much. Her hairstyle has changed dramatically, which really gets it. Um, but, like, the fact that she is doing this weird thing where she is basically talking like a doll um kind of gets it yeah so then we get a backstage segment kevin getting ready for his match alexa just walks up and it's not even trying to be threatening she's just like let him in like hey quit being a dick let him in you're good come on we're cool right you brought me on your show (laughs) we we could do this no we're not cool though no that, that's that's big. thanks kev yeah thanks bud uh then the the tag team champions didn't get a fucking entrance i mean they did kind of they were in the ring by the time we came back from commercial break which made me go oh so, spoilers something might happen and holy shit xavier woods is better than he was when he left xavier woods is killing it which is amazing because Xavier Woods is a great wrestler. He's fucking phenomenal. He's just like not the main person that wrestles in the New Day. But maybe now he is. I mean, like of the New Day, he's the best talker and the most charismatic one. So I'm happy with him being the bottom tier wrestler of the New Day, which is like still saying a lot. That's like saying like, you know, Roman was the worst wrestler out of the Shield. It's like, yeah, but that's still a high fucking bar. Very true. And, like, I think the moment that I realized how good of a wrestler he was was his uh, United States Championship Open Challenge against Cena. But he is amazing. And now the fact that I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit it's going to be him and Kofi wrestling for the New Day. Yep. He's going to be great. Yep. Also, I have realized we have went hard in the paint. Usually I try to stick to 20 minutes, but this has been such a good episode. We went hard. Um, of course, uh, big shock. The heels take control during the commercial break. Uh, get a hot tag. Kofi hits a fucking hip toss to the floor, followed by a uh, corkscrew DDT. It was vicious. Um, then very end of the match, Shinsuke eats a trouble in paradise, and then Xavier Woods levitated because he flew across that fucking ring. One, two, three, brand new champs, baby! New day champs. New, new day champs. Also, Xavier is the uh, greenest member of the New Day, isn't he, in WWE? Uh, Biggie. Biggie is. Biggie started. He he was in uh, after. Oh oh, do you mean like in wrestling or in WWE? In WWE, I actually do not know which one got to FCW first. That's a good question. Yeah, because I can't remember. I feel like it actually might have been Woods, but he was relegated to such a spot that maybe not. Although he was Creed in TNA for a long time. Yeah, he uh. Okay, yeah, Big E started in 09 in FCW, and Creed started in uh, 2010 in FCW, but he was in TNA in 2007, he started in 05, so, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Creed's a great wrestler. So now, after that, we get... Okay, here we go. We get the last draft of the evening. Now, really quickly, New Day is still in the fucking ring while this happens. Yes, holding their brand new tag team championships for the television program SmackDown. And Stephanie comes out. Raw, we got Dana Brooke and Angel Garza. So uh, Garza and Andrade have been broken up. For some reason, they decided to take Dana and Mandy differently. SmackDown gets Otis. Raw gets Kingston and Woods. And then it pans to the ring and you see them go. Um, you didn't say Biggie's name. You didn't say E's name. Can you say E's name? Say E's name. Why do you say E's name? Throw it in. And then for SmackDown, Big E, the New Day have been separated, and we we both almost had heart attacks. We were both so furious. We were both so angry about this. I have, and you can attest to this, never screamed at a microphone that much. (laughs) And I, and what I brought this up. What makes me mad is the fact that I hate it, but I love it. Because now I'm like New Day on both shows. That's fucking great. But also, no, no, breaking them up hurts me. And also, it is exactly what they wanted to do, and they wanted to hurt me by doing this. So, like, I so you did I can't it. Good be, work. Fuck. Yeah, I can't be mad. Yeah, but I'm still mad. So, yeah, so that happened. I really wish he- some heels had the uh, the Raw titles, and then the New Day could be the first ever team to hold tag titles for both shows. Yeah, that does, uh, because later they announced that uh, Woods and Kingston would be on next week's SmackDown for Same. their last, like, match. Their farewell match. Yeah, yeah. Next, well, just so we don't have to talk about it, they're promoting Braun versus Roman. Because they hate us. And then they're promoting uh, New Day versus Sheamus and the artists in a six-man. Which this is the one I'll be fine with. I will give them this six-man in a farewell match. (sighs) So that happened. Um, I will also say, like, this brings up the point that I mentioned earlier. What happens when the SmackDown champions are drafted to Raw? Like, they need to show, unless there's a tournament, which they could do, I guess. A tournament of, like, multiple people to crown new champions because the old champions are on Raw. But then that yeah, kind of feels so like unfair. they're, what, eight-time champs for oh, two weeks? Less than. Less than, because they would be stripped. Unless I, I still, I want them to hold both titles. I want them to hold and just get to go wherever the fuck they want. Um, now we get a segment with Otis and Tucker where they're like, hey, we didn't want to do the story this week, so we're going to move it, basically. Um, they, they've they got a, uh, what was it? What's the fancy term for we're not doing this now? Uh, like a delay. There's a delay on the court case. Uh, I really hate, I'm, I'm realizing I don't like normal Otis. I mean, you both said we like when he was a sentient hunk of ham because he was, he's just like, I don't know, because he's trying to be goofy, but what made him goofy was his Chris Farley aggressive grunts, not him naturally. The fact that he is a six intelligent being, yeah, instead of like having to bring him up to a base 10. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. If you play D&D, you understand that, like, but if you I, don't, I'm sorry. I wish they had done the court case this week, and then Otis gets the upper hand, it's a real fun moment, and then they would have booked on Raw a match, winner gets the money in the bank briefcase, Morrison wins by cheating, Morrison has the briefcase, and then you could have him cash in later. Fun shit! Still might happen, but they didn't want to do it tonight on their very good show. Uh, we get a promo from Sasha Banks, who's bad at promos when she's a baby face. Uh, like, her opening line, she was like, I should have known that you would pull some things like this. I don't enjoy you, Bailey. I am reading off a cue card. Yeah. It was basically, hey, fuck, it's Hell in a Cell. We're doing a Hell in a Cell match. You good? We're good. Okay, cool. Firefly Funhouse time! Uh, the Fiend comes out to the ring, and then, uh, also, we started to watch on Discord, so if any of you want to donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS, get access to our exclusive Discord, you can watch along with us every Monday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday, you can hang out with us in Discord, watch the show live, and all it takes is a little donation at patreon.com slash a load of BS, uh, nice Nice plug. Now, we get Bray Wyatt versus Kevin Owens, and man, Michael Cole just kind of said a bunch of random shit during Bray's entrance. He's like, he's venomous. He's spooky. He's scary. Fireflies to his light. Michael, none of this is working. Just let it happen, bud. You don't need to talk. He went hard in the paint on it, and none of it stuck. And I'll be honest, like, this, it wasn't, this was not my match of the night. But, it was the best Fiend match I've ever seen. That wasn't inherently either a squash or goofy or had like uh, the Firefly Funhouse match kind of implications around it. Because Kevin, it was a good Hoss Boy fight. Kevin seemed believable fighting against him. Like near the end when he hit three super kicks in a row, two cannonballs, then Bray locked in the mandible claw and then he hits him with the stunner. And then Bray like... Finally, he's like, okay, uh, Mandible Claw again, picks him up, you're a Nagi, and then pins him off of that with his hand in the Mandible Claw. It was very, very good. Uh, It was a great ending. It was a great debut for The Fiend on SmackDown. And then, of course, uh, at the end, the fucking Fiend just ran up to the end of the, uh, ran up to the end of the stage and was face-to-face with Alexa. And boom, that was it. That was it. We were like, is there something else? No, that's fine. Like, that's that was it was such a good match that I wasn't upset that there wasn't something like and I I hate to keep talking shit on this, but also subscribe so you can learn how I would have fixed Chris Jericho's celebration of Le Champion. But uh, if uh, if he beat Luther and it just went off the air, I would have been mad. (laughs) But like this one was so good that I'm like, this is fair to end on this note. What? And I, it's going to be hard because both of them involved the New Day. What was your match of the night? The man, that fucking Big E match. The Big E match, really. Because I feel like we were tainted by how happy we were just in general that the New Day won and we're back. Yeah. Seeing him win, I, I it was very hard to pick for me because seeing Woods be like his pure wrestling self really got me hyped yeah but i think seeing biggie distinguish himself as a singles competitor really got me yeah now uh 
I've yet to come up with a fun ranking system for SmackDown, so we're just gonna give it a number out of five. And I'll be honest, 4.5, if it wasn't for a creepy homophobe coming back and me having to look at Matt Riddle, this would have been a five-star show, without a doubt. It was great. It tugged at the heartstrings. The fact that they got the problematic shit out in one match and segment really helped it. I agree. I think this was a spooky SmackDown out of five. All right. Where could people find you on the internet if they want to disagree with what you've said about SmackDown? You can find me at, I don't check it, but Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Uh, uh, You can find me at the Darkroom Vigia on YouTube and here on the BS Network doing all my shit this is just my normal plug yep. fuck and you can find me on twitter at scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o message me with all of your thoughts about this week's episode of friday night smackdown and of course if you want to watch along with us make sure to subscribe to our patreon it's only five dollars a month you get access of access to tons of exclusive weekly goodies we put up there for you and you get our discord where we're going to be hanging out i'll be honest um Blake, how do you feel about, and this is not really wrestling related, how do you feel about doing You Paid For This over Discord? So now we can, yeah, we could do like movie nights. Like I I really want to start going hard in the paint on the Discord, and we'd love for you to join us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. (laughs) 